Hey friend, and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, you are in for a treat. I have my sobriety coach, sober life coach, Crystal Cuellar on the podcast. And Crystal is a faith-based sobriety and life coach who helps women drop the booze so they can live the life God designed for them. She comes from a past of binge drinking and settling for less than God's best in life and relationships, but when she found Jesus, it changed everything. She finally ended the binge drinking cycle and left the relationship she was in for almost 11 years. Fast forward to today, God has led her to a position of helping other women find the same kind of freedom that she has. And so... I think you're going to find this episode very motivating and practical as far as just gleaning some of the ways that she finally let go of alcohol, and I hope it's helpful for you. So if you love it, make sure you go let her know, go shoot her a DM on Instagram or Facebook, or go join our Facebook community, and I'll catch you in the episode. Hey friend! Welcome to Beyond the Booze. I'm your host, Victoria Plummer, daughter of the Most High, wife, boy mom, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that you are sick of wallowing in shame after another night of binge drinking. I know that you want to quit, but you can't imagine a life without alcohol. My mission is to set you free from the lies, fears, and habits that are keeping you stuck in a toxic relationship with alcohol. In this podcast, you'll learn about spiritual growth, personal development, healthy lifestyle habits, and recovery education so that you can start living a life you love. If you're ready to take your power back, grow in your faith, and live a more purposeful life, you are in the right place. Whip up your favorite mocktail. Let's do this. Hey, Crystal, welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you're here, and I'm so excited to just let the listeners hear your story. Um, you talk a lot about in your on your platforms, on your Facebook group, and on your Instagram, just about how God's brought you um, from binge drinking and from a toxic relationship. Um, I'd love if you could share a little bit more about your story, about like just what your upbringing was like, um, yeah. what your life was like before God came in and intervened. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so as far as like my childhood, I mean, honestly, I, my family didn't really drink too much. I mean, I mean, I feel like most families, like they would kind of drink here and there, but, um, my, my story doesn't look like a lot of other people's stories where they had like, you know, mothers and fathers and that were alcoholics or anything like that. And that was just not my story. Um, but I think for me, when I first just got the feel of alcohol was when I was 15. And that's kind of when I felt for the first time, like this liquid courage, because I was always just a very shy person. Um, I was kind of like always like with the popular people when I was younger, but I was always the quietest one. So I was only like popular by the people that were actually around me. And so when I got that first, um, when I had that first drink, that's really when I kind of had that moment where I was like, okay, like this is kind of nice. Right. And I didn't, but I didn't really start drinking until after I graduated from high school. And I think honestly, like one of the reasons too, was like, I had way too much time on my hands and most of the people around me, they binge drink as well. And so I just thought 
that's just what we do. And, but that habit just really stuck with me. And, um, and so throughout the years, I just kind of like stuck with that habit and, um, you know, had a lot of, um, times where I was starting to question my relationship with alcohol, but I really didn't start to change until, um, really I got in the relationship that I mentioned to you. And that's when I really started using alcohol to cope. And so this relationship I was in for like almost like 11 years and he struggled with, um, with addiction. And I don't consider mine being an addiction. I think I was really close to being a full-blown alcoholic, but you know, of course, like, you know, there's different stages to that. I think if I would have kept drinking the way I was, I would have for sure been a full-blown alcoholic, but um, he really struggled with some heavier drugs and addiction. And um, obviously, as you can imagine, that comes with a lot of challenges, a lot of struggles. I had no idea how to deal with it. That's the first time I'd ever dealt with anything like that. And of course, like I'm over here dealing with my binge drinking issues, but really just going through that relationship um, things were just really tough and it got, it was just year by year, it just got more toxic and more toxic. And the only tool in my tool belt was alcohol. And to be honest, I didn't really search for anything else because I wasn't an everyday drinker. So I was like, okay, I don't really have a problem. I'm not an everyday drinker. <clears throat> I'm just drinking on the weekends. I have a full-time job during the week. I'm, you know, doing my, my fitness during the week. And so I was just like, it's fine. Right. Um, <clears throat> And fast forward, um, it wasn't fine. And I finally, um, God really just, I found God throughout this process. And I started going to church, um, started an actual relationship with Jesus because I didn't even know what that looked like before. I just thought, oh yeah, I believe, like I've always believed in God, but I just thought, okay, we believe in God. Everybody goes to heaven. We can do whatever we want. Like, it's just that, you know, that is what it is. And of course, like, you know, as you read the Bible, as you, you know, start actually seeing the heart of Jesus, you know, that's not what it is. And so, Throughout that process, when I started to really um, just find my relationship with Jesus, he was really leading me to let go of alcohol and to let go of this relationship. Mm -hmm. And of course, like that was a battle, even letting go of the relationship. It probably took me, gosh, like two years of God, like just giving me, gosh, I feel like he gave me like a hundred different signs. And I was like, no, like that's not really him. I'm just like seeing things or, you know, I'm just, you know, whatever you get into your head. And so finally, like he gave me this, you know, this crazy sign one day and I was just like, okay, God, like I'm going to do it. And so I, I, you know, broke up with him. That was a mess in itself. Um, and in my head though, at the time I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to leave this relationship and I'm finally going to fully like be alcohol free. Things are going to be great because he's the problem, right? Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't fully me. It was him. Like that's what I had in my head. And so when he, you know, finally left, um, that's when I hit my, you know, quote unquote rock bottom. And I actually started drinking more and more. And I realized, um, like I said, I was already coping with alcohol during that relationship, but it's almost like that was an excuse for me at that time. Right. And so Mm -hmm. now that he was gone, I started drinking even more. And that's when I really realized, okay, we're still coping with alcohol. We don't know how to navigate our emotions, our triggers, like what is happening. And this is honestly the first time where, um, I, for the first time, I felt like I was losing control. And I remember it was after a night um, that I had went out drinking and definitely had more than I needed to have, but that was usually my cycle anyways. I was never just going to have one. And so I woke up the next morning, hungover, feeling tired and just, you know, that guilt and just, just horrible. And I remember sitting on my apartment floor, like looking out my window and I was like, okay, this needs to change. If not, I'm going to be a full-blown alcoholic like this is like it was just such an ugly feeling just knowing that that was slowly taking over my life because I wasn't mm-hmm. no longer 
it wasn't just drinking on the weekends. It was like, okay, like it started to um, be like drinking on Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, then I would take a break. But when that hangover wore off, I wanted to go and drink again. So I only had like a few days that I was actually, you know, sober. And so that's when I knew I was like, okay, yeah, we need to stop like what's happening. And so, um, like I said, I had really, really started my relationship with Jesus. I was going to a really great church at that time and I called them and I was just like, and they already knew about my journey with the relationship and alcohol. And so I called them and I was just like, okay, like, um, I need help. Like I need accountability. And so they really helped me stay accountable. Um, I also hired a sober coach at that time. And then I hired a Christian therapist. Cause I was like, if we're going to do this, I need all my bases covered. And so that's what I did. And so, um, yeah, I've been over, I think it's like at four and a half, almost four and a half years now, alcohol free and, um, free from that relationship, free from alcohol, um, have grown so much in my faith. And, you know, now I coach others to do the same. So I know that was a lot of detail, but <laughs> yeah, no, that was amazing. I, you know, I didn't know what, what order your story went in. Like if you ditched the booze first and then realized like, oh, I need to like, you know, get out of this relationship or, but yeah, now you just told me you got out of the relationship first and then you came to realize that, Hey, uh, this is a problem. Yeah. 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 And it was, and it was tough too, because I mean, in my head, you know, of course I was like, okay, God, well, let's do one thing at a time, right? Let's get rid of the alcohol. Then we'll get rid of the relationship, right? Cause that just makes sense in our human brain. Like, let's do one thing at a time, which of course that's valid, you know, for certain situations, but God was like, nope. So it was like the relationship and alcohol pretty much all at the same time. And I was just like, mm-hmm. which was wild because I also realized that I had found so much of my identity in that relationship and in who I was with alcohol. So <clears throat> I just felt like a limb was being chopped off. me. Like that's how I felt. And so it was, it's been a wild experience, but yeah. So, so um, I was curious. So how long do you think it took from like God kind of showing you like, Hey, I need you to let go of alcohol or telling you that to you actually doing it. Cause hmm. I get that question a lot. Like a lot of, you know, listeners will comment in the Facebook group asking me like, how long did it actually take for me to finally mm-hmm. do it? Like, did, was there a lot of like trial and error for you? There was, um, <clears throat> I think for a while, I, I mean, I can't put like a number on it, but I, I know probably yeah. for years, that I definitely started to realize that I didn't drink like everybody else. But in my head, I couldn't even fathom like not living a life without alcohol. And the first thing, of course, that came to my mind was like social scenes, right? I was like, well, how do I like, how, like, how do I operate without even having a drink, right? Um, but when I started to get a little bit more serious, I was like, okay, like this is, you know, this something needs to change. Like I need to at least try to take a break or whatever. So I would say I was probably sober curious for maybe, I don't know, I would say maybe at least like two years. Um, and then, like I said, when I hit that rock bottom moment, like I, that's when I knew like this just needed to be it for me because I had spent, I spent so much time and energy trying to fit alcohol in my life. And I was just like, this is just a waste of time. Like I'm trying to fit something in my life that clearly is not fitting when I could be using my energy for what God is calling me to do. I could be using my energy to heal and just even just living my life, right? Just having fun and living a normal life. So, so yeah, that's kind of like the timeline for me, but I I was sober curious for a while, but it was just, um, 
my brain just couldn't fathom, you know, living an alcohol-free lifestyle forever, which is overwhelming oh. for a lot of people, you know, right. and that's why it's, I always encourage people. I'm just like, just take it one day at a time. Just allow yourself to just try it out because if not, you'll, you'll talk yourself out of it. Right. Yeah. And our brains are so good at trying to keep us like comfortable, even if it's not mm-hmm. what's best for us, you yeah, know, it's absolutely. like this, this is what's most comfortable, but it's definitely not what's most life-giving, you know? Yes, exactly. Um, so what has your, what was your, what has your life been like since you let go of alcohol, got free from that, got mm-hmm. out of that relationship? What has your life been like since then? Yeah. Um, well, that is a loaded question. <laughs> I'm all wild, crazy. <laughs> Um, and I never like to fluff it up, you know, I mean, it, it hasn't been easy. And I think the hardest part wasn't really necessarily <clears throat> letting go of alcohol, like that was a piece of it. But that was just the first step. I mean, the hardest yeah. part for me, I know that wasn't your question. But um, I like the hardest part for me was really going through the healing process and really just um, really just laying it all down at Jesus's feet, because as humans, we like to control, we want it to be our way, we want to, you know, do things a certain way. And so that's that that's been um, the most challenging thing for me. But I can say through all of that, there's been many rainbow and butterfly moments for sure, where I've been able to just um, grow closer to God, I have um, such an amazing relationship with God, like I it's hard to even explain because I, I look at my life now and I'm just like, I have no idea how I was doing life before Jesus. I just, I don't know. And clearly I wasn't doing it very well. Right. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a challenge. It has been a challenge over the past, you know, four and a half years and, you know, throughout just like letting go of alcohol, you know, going that healing process, letting go of the relationship and just having like, um, just my own, you know, even more personal struggles with my health and just, you know, different things like that. It's been rough, but it has been also really awesome because I am in a space now where I can handle my emotions in a way that is not going to self-sabotage myself. You know, I can handle my emotions. I can handle my triggers. I can deal with life in a healthy way. And even though something crappy is going on, I'm still able to grow from that. I'm still able to lean on Jesus. And those are things that I just did not have before. And so I definitely, um, I've grown a lot. I've grown a lot. And um, so I would say if I had to pick one word on how my life is right now, I mean, I would say that it's, um, that I feel fulfilled like regardless yeah. of what circumstances are going on, I truly feel fulfilled. And I don't think I could confidently, confidently say that before I had Jesus in my life or when I had alcohol in my life, because right. alcohol in that relationship <clears throat> was just filling a void that only yes. God could fulfill. So, yeah. Yeah. And so we haven't talked about this, but you, I don't know what you were doing before. What were you doing for work before? And mm-hmm. like, what do you do now? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, well, I actually, so I worked in a salon for quite a while. And so, um, during that time, I was at a salon for like six years, but I've worked in salons for probably like, I don't know, like 10 years, um, 10, 11 years. Okay. So, um, and that's, that was a big piece of when I was in that relationship where things were kind of like, it was just crazy. And it definitely affected that job. Um, but, um, also in between all of this, I kind of started my entrepreneur journey. I was in health and wellness, um, more so like an accountability coach. I worked with the network marketing company and, um, 
But through that, like that's really when I started to embark on my entrepreneur journey. Like that's when God just, um, I feel like, I don't know, he just started to open my eyes to many things and just like, just my calling in general. It's like, it all started to just unfold. And so I went from health and wellness and then it was kind of like, okay, fitness and sobriety. And then now it's, you know, blossomed into other things as well. But like, he's really led me to where I'm at right now, which is sobriety coaching, helping women and their faith. And of course, like, you know, I'm a life coach. So we talk about so many other things in between that. Right. But um, so yeah, so that's, um, I feel like the salon job was just kind of like, it was just a job. It wasn't my purpose. I didn't really know where I was, you know, going at that point. But, um, but yeah, so I was health and wellness and then just into where I'm at now. So it's, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. And I know that you have like a new program coming out. I don't know when that's mm-hmm. starting, but um, it's, I know it's called made to rain yes. and I love that name. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> Me too. Um, but, but so what does that mean? And um, mm-hmm. like, I, I know you mentioned, you talk about a lot, like standing in your authority in Christ. I'd love to hear a little bit more about like, yeah, what, what all that means. Yeah. Um, yeah. So made to rain, um, this program. So I guess in my words, as far as like standing in your authority in Christ really to me just means standing in who God made you to be. So knowing your Mm. identity in Christ. And I Mm. just feel like that's such a big piece because one of the reasons why we drink is because we don't know who we are. We're searching for something. Right. And um, yeah, standing in your identity. And really my goal here is to um, help women just take their power back from alcohol, from, you know, things that are holding them back from things that are you know, hindering their walk with God. And obviously we're talking about alcohol here, but that's what made terrain is. It's kind of like, you know, um, picking your crown back up, you know, and what God says in his word too. I mean, he says that we are, I just feel like, I mean, God loves all of his children, but I feel like daughters are just extra special to him. And, um, I feel like honestly in this season too, like, um, the Lord is just rising up his daughters And, Mm -hmm. um, and so I just feel like so many women don't realize their potential, don't realize their gifts that they have. And just as believers in Christ, we sometimes don't realize that the power and the authority that we actually carry from being a child of God, like when we are, you know, a child of God, we get an inheritance, right? We get that crown, we get to have that power and authority in Christ. And so this program, while it is, you know, showing women how to live an alcohol-free lifestyle. We're also talking about the spiritual piece as well and um, really finding your identity in Christ and standing boldly in that as you, you know, walk in your alcohol-free lifestyle. Because if you're walking in an alcohol-free lifestyle, right, if you're in this program, it's it's most likely because, you know, alcohol has been a hindrance in your life. So when you're walking in that, you're walking in your power, you're walking in your authority, and you're able to also have more clarity on where God even wants to be wants you to be right. Because mm-hmm. alcohol is, it blinds you. It's like, you're looking through a different lens. Right. Yes. And so, um, so in so many words, that's what made terrain is. It's really like, I just get a vision of just really like picking your crown back, you know, picking your crown up and just really standing firmly in who you are opposed to standing on this shaky foundation, because that's what a lot of people are living. And that's what I was living in for so long. I thought, you know, I was on this solid foundation, but it crumbled. It was like I was standing on sand. And when yeah. it comes to Jesus, you know, we get to build that strong foundation with him. And that requires us to let go of the idols in our lives. And, um, and also last thing I'll say on that is I really, you know, 
it's an honor to really do what I do too, because I know it's not just about removing the alcohol or removing the idol, but this truly like opens up the door to people's purpose. And that's exactly Amen. what God has done in my life. And so it's just, it's just so powerful. So I'm excited about it. And yeah, so we, um, we're going to kick off the first week of April. So I'm, I'm stoked. That is amazing. And I love that. I just like kind of had this vision of like, just like these almost like, like you're saying, like these spiritual doors being opened and yeah. like, yeah, like God rising, raising up, you know, his daughters to, you know, be his hands and feet, you know, and yes. taking the shackles off, like, and leaving them mm -hmm. off because, you yeah. know, we're free. We just yeah. choose to put them back, put the shackle back on sometimes. Like, yeah, and, exactly. You know, and we're it's not like, made for that. Yeah, exactly. And God wants us to be, you know, fully free, not just like, okay, I'm saved. And, you know, but yet we still, you know, have all the, like you said, like these chains on our feet and like, no, like God wants us to be fully walking in freedom. And that's why, you know, you know, you know, he did, you know, that's why Jesus died on the cross. It wasn't just for our sins, but it was for, you know, these addictions. It was for, you know, all these different things that we go through. Like we can, like it says in the Bible, we can have heaven here on earth. And that means walking in freedom. And so, so yeah, I just got the chills from, <laughs> I'm like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Yes, I know. I was thinking about that um, verse. I, I feel like, oh, I can't, I can't even remember where it's at, but it's like, I think it's Paul talking about like, you know, running the race set before mm -hmm. us and like yes. taking off any of the, anything that hinders us, you know, yes. and definitely yeah. alcohol can definitely hinder, hinders us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that. I'm excited for you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> how, how do you think sobriety changed your walk with God? So, I mean, I feel like sobriety, um, really just allowed me to have a relationship with God. And I say that loosely because I feel like that doesn't fully sound correctly and how I wanted it to come out. But, um, because you can have a relationship with God, you know, if you're drinking, if you're, you know, in sin and all that, but again, it goes back to like, I had this very distorted lens and we know like in the Bible, it says like, you know, of course God loves us regardless of where we're at, but that, that, that builds a barrier between us and God. Mm -hmm. And so I would say now, like, I'm, I just feel like I'm just so much more closer to God. I feel like I can hear him more clearly. And right. And that's one thing that a lot of believers, they're just like, how do I, you know, hear from God? And, you know, and sometimes we overcomplicate it, but, but truly like one area to look at is like, okay, where am I in agreement with the enemy? Because you, you can't, you know, you can't be kind of okay, I'm doing this and I'm in agreement with the enemy here, but yet I want what God, God has for me here, right? It's kind of like holding on to the old while wanting to experience the, the new and the, the goodness yeah. of God. You won't fully be able to experience that fully with, you know, all this kind of muck that you're still in. And so, um, mm. so yeah, it's definitely grown my relationship with him. I just feel closer. I feel, um, I feel free. I feel yeah. free. Um, and, and I feel just cleansed. Like it's just, and, and sometimes it's like hard to even find a word because you have to like go through your own journey with Christ. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's good. It's great. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes, I, when you were talking, it made me think about that. Um, it's like, there's like a quote, it's like, how can two people walk together unless they're in agreement? Yes. You know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. like, how can you really walk with God if you're not in like agreement? Like you can't really move very far if you're not agreeing. Yeah. But yeah, um, something else you mentioned was how like the social aspect was something mm -hmm. that held you back a little bit, like maybe just mentally. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, like, 
how has your uh, friendship circles changed or have they changed? Mm. Yeah, they've changed completely. <laughs> um, yeah, most of my friends at that time when I, you know, was a huge binge drinker, um, most of them just drink like I did. I mean, there were there were maybe like, I would say maybe like two friends that kind of stuck around, um, you know, but of course I had to start setting a boundary where I was like, okay, I'm not really going to go to the bars right now. Like, it, because, you know, there's just no reason to. Um, and so I would, you know, set a boundary like, okay, well, let's go to a coffee shop. Let's hang out there. Let's go for a hike or even just a walk, you know, just different things. And <clears throat> there were people that just would not hang out with me. And, and so that was very clear. So I did, I did yeah. lose quite a few friends. Um, I did have a couple stick around, but those eventually faded away too. And I started to notice like the ones that were kind of still hanging out with me, they would, you know, go to a coffee shop or things like that. But, um, but I noticed too, like we would go places mostly when there was alcohol that was being served and it's, which again, that's fine. Like they don't have to be sober if they don't want to. Um, but it was just kind of like, you can't hang out with me for one hour without drinking. Like, and so, um, so my whole circle has really, um, changed a lot of the friends that I do have is, um, from the last church that I was at. And so really, to be honest, all of the friends that I do have, they're all alcohol free. Um, wow. and that wasn't something that I like, kind of like sought out after it's just, it just kind of happened. Um, you know, I won't say that I don't hang out with anybody that does drink, but I, in my circle, I don't really hang out with anybody that just, and maybe I'm just not in that atmosphere anymore too. You know, they may drink <laughs> behind the scenes. I don't know. But, um, as far as the friends that I hang out with now, like they just, they just don't drink that way, at least not, you know, in front of me. And so it's changed drastically. I have the friends that I do have around me, they are truly seeking the Lord and they're doing it wholeheartedly. And, um, you know, I have um, entrepreneur friends too, which is great. And so it's just, I have friends that are growing and that I can grow with. That would yeah. be the biggest change. Yeah. I love that. Love, love, love that. Yeah. And so it sounds like you met a lot of your, your, you know, your new community through the mm -hmm. last church that you were at. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And they are awesome. And they're like family. I, yeah blessed yeah. because it's 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 rough sometimes when you start off on this journey and and you know and sometimes you know god um of course god doesn't want you to be isolated but i i do feel like there is a season sometimes where you only just have like one friend or maybe it's just your mentor at that time and that was a big prayer that i had for probably the first couple of years and i would have people um i would have people come into my life and they would be in my life for a season but then random things would happen and they would just kind of disappear. And I'd be like, okay, God, like, I just want a friend, you know, and it sounds so silly, but it's, it's, it's a struggle for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm blessed. And I learned to just to get out there more because at the beginning of my journey, I really isolated a lot because I didn't know, I didn't know how to handle situa uh, social situations, you know? And that's why, you know, as a coach now, like that is one of the biggest pieces that, that I like to talk about with my clients, because it doesn't have to be boring. Like you can have fun you know, without alcohol and, right. you know, you can have like sober events, like anything that you've been doing that you were doing before, you know, minus the bar scene, like you can do it sober, you know? So, right. Yeah. Love it. Well, I want to honor your time. I know we're kind of coming up on our, the end of the podcast. Um, but I'd love to hear if like, there's anything that maybe like God's putting on your heart or anything that you, um, could share to, help someone who's listening right now who maybe is, you know, on the fence, like they kind of feel mm -hmm. like God's calling them to let go of alcohol, but they're not yeah. sure how to like live a life without alcohol. Is there any like tips that you have or encouragement that you have for them? Yeah. Um, I would say 
to don't complicate it. Um, I think so often we tend to look for the perfect label or the perfect definition, or we'll go to Google to try to find out, am I an alcoholic or do I have a problem? And we let that be the guide of our lives um, and even just our own feelings. But um, truly, like, I just want to say, like, go on the Holy Spirit's leading and go on what you already know to be true. Like if alcohol is hindering your life in any negative way, you don't have to wait to hit rock bottom in order to be alcohol free. Like it could be for your health. It could be for your fitness goals, whatever that may be. So just kind of getting that lie out that um, you have to be at a certain rock bottom in order to be alcohol free. Um, Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's a big one. And then, um, like I said, just not to complicate it. Like if you know that there is, you know, a hindrance there, um, just, take that first step that you already know to take, which typically is getting help and whatever that looks like for you. And that looks very different for a lot of people. Um, But I think, you know, one of the things that I look back on that I wish I would have done differently is not try, not spend, you know, three years trying to figure it out on my own, all because of my pride, because I didn't want to be considered a certain label at the end of the day. Like if it's a problem, it's a problem. Let's find a solution and go to somebody that can help you find that solution. Like it can be, that simple. And then again, just doing doing it with God. So I hope that sounded simple because it was my goal to make that sound simple. Yeah, no, I I think so. Um, And what's like the best way for people to find you if they want to, you know, hear more from you or you know. Yeah. Um, so I would say I show up a lot on, um, TikTok, And so I'm sure you'll put that in the show notes. I sure will. And then, okay. Awesome. And then, um, I have a free community where I do lives every week. And so, um, and I answer questions, things like that. So those would be the two areas. I also have an Instagram, but I just kind of want to give you the two main places that I'm at, but yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, I will link those in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much for your time. Thanks for sharing yeah, your story. Absolutely. I know this is going to be a huge blessing to anyone listening. So just thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, guys, I hope this episode was a blessing to you. I loved what Crystal said about how she sought out a basically she created her own like support group. She had, you know, help from her church. She set, hired a sober coach and she got a Christian counselor. So she had many people on her side helping her walk this out. So um, I hope that's an encouragement to you to seek out the support you need um, because sometimes, yeah, we don't fit the mold of an alcoholic. Um, or an addict, but we know that, you know, the behavior that we are struggling with is a problem and we need support. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. And again, check the show notes for all of her links. If you want to go check out Crystal and if this podcast is helping you definitely leave me a review, I would love that. And of course, you know that you can always join us over on the beyond the booze Facebook group and continue the conversation over there. All right, you guys have a blessed one, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.